Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Happy Halloween, Daniel. Thanks. By the time they listen to this, they're going to be like, what? Yeah, but it's, it's cut on October 31st, Halloween. Are you going out trick-or-treating with the uh, with the fam tonight? Uh, it got rescheduled. Oh, you're in Lexington, aren't you? Yeah, we didn't. Oh, you guys didn't get Jesse rescheduled? County. No, no, we didn't get we didn't get rescheduled. <laughs> Everybody in the neighborhood across the street from yours is kind of like mosey over. Well, this, aren't you right on the line? Yeah, but it'd be the other the neighborhood. So That's what I mean. They're yeah. all just going to... Right, my kids asked if they, the could, they could go, uh, you know, trick-or-treating in Jessamyn County tonight and then Fayette County and on Saturday and just kind of do a do a twofer. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing this again. My wife and I have a fascinating, um, great costume that we're going to uh, that we're going to be in. We're going to um, put on all of our kids' sports stuff. Um, hat for my son's baseball, a shirt for my, my son's swimming. Uh, my, my wife's going to wear a, a shirt for my other son's cross-country team. We're going to pull our, um, our, our whatever cart thing that we take to all the ball games, throw a couple folding chairs in there, turn our pockets inside out, and then we're going to say, hey, didn't buy a costume because we are broke sports parents. <laughs> Real simple. There you go. Nice. How's that? Check that out on our Insta page. I'll be sending you that photo. All right, Daniel. Here we go. We got a great question from another Daniel today. What? Yeah, from Lexington. You know him? You Uh, you Daniels hang out? I've met another Daniel in Lexington once. Maybe this is he. Might be. We stick together. Yeah, you should. All right, Daniel, what's your question? D-I-Y. Daniel here from Lexington, Kentucky. Would love to know how you all teach your children principles of DIY money as they're growing up from an early age to as they approach independence. I want a hamburger, no a cheeseburger. I want a hot dog, I want a milkshake, I want potato You'll chip. get nothing and like it. I love it. All right, Daniel, you are, uh, you got a couple of youngins. Yeah, uh, we're the on, so you're going to add more color to this probably. Well, you start with your crayons and then I'll, I'll jump in. All right, so uh, see what yeah. I did there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, coffee's working, eh? Woo! Uh, yeah. So with our one-year-old, uh, we're not doing anything yet. Uh, we're just trying to get him to sleep through the night, pretty much. Uh, once he finishes that, we'll move on to money management and trigonometry. <laughs> However, uh, three and a half year old, we we are laying the foundations for what will be an understanding on the value of money and the allocation of money later on. And so uh, he gets a random sporadic allowance, air quotes, uh, from me, which is basically whenever I have spare change in my pocket, uh, he gets that. He gets to put that in his piggy bank for savings. He is charitable with a part of that. Um, We don't really have a save portion yet. We'll get there. Uh, but then every now and then when he has some money in there, he can go uh, spend it at a garage sale or the dollar store or something like that. Our, at this age, uh, 
again, his attention span is small. He doesn't really understand the value of money. It's just these weird things that he gets, and then he can exchange for stuff. But what we're trying to teach him is there is a finite amount of something in his bank, and uh, we would love him to have a giving heart with that, to share it with others, and that when he goes places and tries to use that, that there's a finite amount and there's a value to what he has and what he's trying to buy, and he has to kind of wrestle through some of that. Now, obviously, uh, we're taking care all, of all of his essential needs and still spoiling the heck out of him. Uh, we're not as much, but the family certainly is with birthdays and holidays and so forth. Um, so it's not like he's wanting really very much. Uh, but it does stimulate good conversation when he uh, now over the past week started to get the uh, catalogs in the mail for Christmas, you know, the like the 60 page toy books. And he's like, I want that. And I want that. And I want that. And we go, well, that's great. But all of that actually costs money. Money is the thing that's in your bank. Uh, Daddy goes to work and, and he makes money too, but we have, you know, a certain amount of it and we can't buy everything that we want. And we're able to start teaching little bits of that, but that's the foundation that we lay so that as we uh, as he grows older, we can build upon that and start talking about um, things like budgeting, saving, investing, et cetera. But that's that's just the basics of where we're at today so far. All right. Uh, this is near and dear to me because one of the reasons I got into this business, uh, Daniel, is as a result of my um, first stock around the age of 12 of McDonald's. And uh, it really just planted a seed in me. Uh, now, in full disclosure, my sister, uh, six years older, received the same stock and really couldn't care less uh, about uh, owning that. And so I think it it will take with some and not others. But my children are a little bit older, so the jury's still out whether this is working or not. But I will share with you uh, some things that we are doing in our home uh, that are modeled after things that I was taught uh, growing up and other things that I have gleaned from wise individuals that I learn from. And I would say, uh, Daniel in Lexington, and your question, if you are not uh, meeting with or discussing uh, these things with older uh, men that have children that uh, are uh, of success and, and you know, showing uh, financial aptitude, I, I would strongly encourage you to do so. I think that is a, a lost art that we uh, need to get back to in our society is learning from uh, generations older than us that have um, either made mistakes themselves or done it done it right. So uh, nonetheless, uh, but you asked a question here, so let's go ahead and share what, what we do or what we've done in our family. Number one, I would say, is to make sure you plant those seeds early, uh, and that is discussing money a lot. Uh, we in our family, I, I don't hesitate to discuss money. I desperately try to do it unemotionally. Um, I avoid words like, you know, dad's not made of money or, you know, money doesn't grow on trees or how much did that cost, et cetera. Those can leave lasting imprints on someone's money psychology that can really come back to haunt them and they don't even know why. Um, and so, again, ideas like, um, you know, well, well, wealthy people are bad or, you know, takes money to make money, you know, just all these little things we try to avoid. We try to just be very unemotional from a money standpoint with our children. Uh, they ask for something. Well, 
Uh, it's not in the budget. You know, it's not. It's not this. Uh, no, don't have the money. Don't. It's. It's not. And now we don't do that all the time. Of course, sometimes we make mistakes. Or you know, I look at a kid. No, you don't need that. That's garbage. Whatever. Um, but ultimately, we try to discuss money and and always did around our children a lot. I would also uh, talk about stocks or companies, etc., as much as I could around my children. Now, you may feel maybe you're not in the business, you don't know enough, I would, you know, continue to educate yourself about that. Um, you, you know, my children, we've had the luxury of going to Disney World a couple of times, and I made sure they knew that that was a, a, a company and that we could actually own a part of that company. And in the event um, that you have the ability to do so, I would not just be saving for um, college or future, et cetera, through mutual funds, I strongly encourage you starting to buy individual stocks of interest for your children and let them know they have an interest in this particular stock. One of my very first things I did with my uh, son and and my oldest, who's now 12, is when he was born, I went online. I'm sure you can still do this. It was a terrible financial investment, but I ultimately bought an actual certificate of DreamWorks Animation before they were purchased. It had like, you know, Shrek on there and some of the other characters. It was framed and I put it on his wall. Now at the time the stock was trading like 30, I think I spent $100. So again, terrible decision. But he saw that. In fact, we still have that. He saw that. He asked what that was. We started to kind of get a dialogue going as far as what companies are, that what makes them invest in investments, how companies go public, etc. Um, they also, at a very young age, had Tesla shares. Um, they don't have that stock anymore, but they had Tesla shares. And so when we saw a Tesla, I don't know a single kid, but when they don't see it, you know, they see a cool car, they're like, "Oh, look at that car! Isn't that awesome? That's really neat." Ultimately, I could say, yeah, you own some shares in that. You actually own part of that. I own part of that company. What? So it just, again, opens the dialogue. Here's step two, I would say for you, Daniel. Around the age of eight, seven or eight, each of my two children um, didn't do this for the youngest. I think I've talked about this on the show. He has some special needs. Not going to do this for the youngest. But each of my two older children, I went to a bank and opened for them a checking account with a debit card in their name. Now I'm the custodian and you had to find a, a, a bank that would do this and they had to go in with their, um, with their passports for ID. But ultimately I opened up those accounts and, and any money, right? Kids that get money for, you know, birthdays or Christmas or whatever went in that account. Now their job in order to, to keep this account and use the debit card was to keep up their check ledger. So when they spent money, they had to record it on their check ledger. Now, my older son is not as good at doing this as my middle son, and he found out the hard way what happens when you don't record. I put no, there's no ability for them to spend over their amount. So when that amount is gone, they're not going into the red and getting hit with overdraft charges. So ultimately, he was out with his friends. He had his debit card. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to get you know a sandwich or something or whatever. He didn't have the money. And he went through the first experience. I remember he came home. He goes, Dad, something's wrong with my debit card. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, it was there. It just didn't work. They kept saying it, was, it wasn't working. And I said, well, you know, they tried it again two or three times. I said, son, you probably don't have any money in your account. What do you mean I don't have any money in my account? I said, well, it was the last time you did your check register. 
well, I don't know. I said, well, grab all your receipts. Let's do your check register. And sure enough, he had run out of money. And that was a rude awakening that if you don't keep up with your money, your money's going to control you. And so at around eight or nine, again, I would strongly encourage you to get them active in opening a checking account, using a debit card, and most importantly, and I just think this is so critical, keeping that check register. And that's old school. You may have to you know, go back and Google or YouTube how to do that. Nobody does that anymore. But I think the kid needs to learn how to keep that check register. I would tell you the last thing I do, um, and this is as a result of, of many years of coaching my children. You may have come into this. It takes a very unique and special father to continue to coach a child and have that child listen. Uh, you could be an ex-NBA basketball coach and your child will still not listen to you. Uh, if you are out there and you have a child who listens actively and hangs on every word and you're the coach of that child, I'd love to chat with you and learn how you did it. Basically, my kids, no matter what I say, they have no interest in what I say. Now, someone else can say it and be said a little bit differently. And sure enough, boy, they're going to take to it. Now, I will say, and a caveat is, is that during deep, meaningful conversations, especially with my 12-year-old, he does listen. It is a wonderful thing to have open dialogue with your children. I encourage that. But as far as some things like activities, sporting, finance, they don't really care. I just want a bicycle! And so here's what we did. And I got this from somebody else um, regarding books. This is what they did with books. But um, my children, uh, both of them enjoy reading. Uh, They like to read fiction, so I'm not going to go down this route. But I will compensate them for listening to podcasts of my choosing and writing a report afterwards. So I have a list of podcasts. Now, I this you may go, Quint, you are crazy. This is ridiculous. I will pay my child $10 to listen to a podcast. Probably is about an hour in length. It usually is an interview with some entrepreneur. And then I have a series of questions that they must answer, not yes or no, or, you know, it was good. No questions like, what did you learn? What was the, what was the number one struggle that this person, you know, these are podcasts that I've already listened to, things that I'm looking for them to, to glean from and learn from. And that is what I uh, do to sort of quote-unquote pay or compensate my children for some activity. I feel it's a small investment in their future to learn from significant entrepreneurs that I'm listening to and learning from. They have to do a little bit of work, and then they have the ability to earn some money, save that money, invest that money, etc. And I will say, again, the final thing, in addition to those three things, is that I'm always talking about the market. Now, we're involved in it on a daily basis, so it be a little bit different, but I'm always talking about and engaging with my kids about the market and what's going on in the market. I can tell you whether this is right or wrong, um, my two children know more about stocks than they do about football, baseball, or basketball, uh, which right now in middle school or high school may not serve them too well, but hopefully in the future it serves them very well. Daniel, I love the question. You're on the right track. Keep plugging away and just communicate with those kids and they're going to learn a tremendous amount. Daniel in the studio, do you have anything else to add for Daniel on the call? I think we covered it. That was a good one. That was a great one. And remember, if you're new to the show, you can send us your question 
via your smartphone. Just hit the voice record. Send that memo to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's DIYmoney.org, podcast at DIYmoney.org. We'll send you, if we use it on the show, $25 gift card from Amazon. Uh, it'll take us a few weeks to, to get to the question, so don't, uh, don't get too worried if you don't hear it right away. Uh, but again, that's a great way uh, for you to earn a quick $25 and give us great content for the show. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.